stories of innovation and success from the vibrant communities of rural Nova Scotia. This is Ignited. Hey there, welcome to Ignited the Podcast, where we celebrate innovation and rural success. I'm Wade Cleveland. I work for a rural innovation hub called Ignite, a place that brings startups and industry, youth and community together with a goal of making an impact on rural communities everywhere. This episode, I'm joined by Chef Pamela Leon Ford, who is based in Yarmouth by way of St. Lucia and opening a vegan cafe here in Yarmouth. The story of her life and the story of how she got to rural Nova Scotia is truly inspiring. As we get started, first, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for being here. It's really a pleasure. It's been great to get to know you, and it's wonderful having you here in Yarmouth and in this space. Thank you. I feel, I was just telling my friend who's here from St. Lucia today that this is such a wonderful place to live. When I came in for the first year, I wasn't sure if I would stay, but I've developed so many good relationships in town. You know, it's 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 a warm place. People are warm here. It's It's lovely. I'm happy, and thank you for saying that. How did you get here? Well, I know it's been a long journey, and we'll we'll cover some of some of your past in a bit. But what led you to Yarmouth? Actually, we were living in Orangeville in Ontario. I actually came from. I lived in Kenya and Uganda before I moved. I got married and moved to to Canada. And sidebar, I always always said I would never ever live in Canada. So <laughs> just to be living here, it's something else, another story in itself. But we were living in Ontario, and of course, we were one of the many families who came in as a result of COVID, whatever slower, more, you know, environmentally friendly, kind of laid-back lifestyle. So I convinced my husband to sell our house and move to Nova Scotia. How we end up in Yarmouth? is is crazy because we are on the end of Nova Scotia, and we kind of like got like, what are we doing here? It's crazy. But we ended up finding this house uh, that was 13 years on the market, and we bought the house and came and lived in it for the last two years. COVID. How we ended up here is basically COVID. Not the first person who has said that. Let's talk about the early days, because this is a part of a story that I have heard early on. But you were quite sick as a young child. And tell us about that, because that is what influenced everything you did moving forward. My mom had uh, eight children. Uh, I'm the only girl, seven brothers. And uh, my mom, of course, back in the islands, when you have lots of kids, my dad wasn't around. So my grand aunts took me right, to live with them. I was, uh, before that, I had spent uh, six months in the hospital. I had suffered from Gillian Barre, which is a, kind of like a paralysis of the, of, of the the muscles. And so my aunt said, okay, fine, send her to live with us. And so we could, we could, we could help you out. That's my mom. And so my mom sent me to live with my aunt. And one of my aunts is, was, bless her soul, the community health lady. She would get the herbs and heal people and make different poultices. And so she, because I was told I wouldn't walk again, she nursed me back to health. And when she nursed me back to health, she would send me to find herbs for her to nurse other people. So I grew up with a keen interest in helping people and healing and the natural way of things. So that's basically what really began my journey with the holistic side of of, of of things, basically. How old were you when you got sick? I was seven years old, six, seven years. I think I spent my seventh birthday, 
in the hospital. I spent six months in the hospital with my legs tied to two bags of sand because, you know, trying to, I don't know what the treatment was at the time, but um, I remember being in the hospital and all the kids, all the other kids in the children's ward are playing and I was the joke because I couldn't move, I couldn't do anything. It was really a horrible six months, but, you know, um, I came out of it on the better side, being living with my grandads and, you know, yeah. So learning as much as you did about mm-hmm. natural cures and mm-hmm. herbs and, and how food can make you sick, mm-hmm. it can make you healthy as well. That had to be an amazing experience. Yes, and and it, it has been various levels of learning different aspects of healing. So with my grand aunts, I learned about using herbs you know, to to restore the uh, the physical body. Um, but when I became older, I remember at age twenty three, I was also having recurring symptoms of 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 my childhood in terms of my sickness, and I didn't know at the time what I was sick with. But when I was having these symptoms, I remember going to my dermatologist at the time because I was having some serious outbreaks on my body and she is the one who did a research on my history my medical history and she told me Pamela you were hospitalized with this issue okay and this is why you are having these symptoms right now and she she told me incidentally that because I had been injected with so many different types of medication when I was younger what I'm having now is a reaction to these things and so um she advised me to look at a holistic approach. And at the same time, because I'm I'm spiritual, I'm asking God, what is this? And I met with some friends who were into the holistic lifestyle, and they're the ones who took me to a health clinic in Trinidad and Tobago, where I met what we now know to be a, a naturopath, okay? And he's the one who actually taught me for the first time that my food is my medicine. All right. And he did a blood analysis on me and showed me all the parasites in my blood and said, listen, if you do these simple things, you can clean off your digestive tract. You can clean off your circulatory system and now you'll be able to live a longer life. And I did that. I did. I did actually three months of only green juices, three months of green juices. I was skinny as a bone. But at the end of the day, I was energetic and I was able to think clearly and for the first time in a long time I was able to walk and run and be healthy. That is an amazing that's story. That's a mouthful but that's basically what happened yes. Now you spent a lot of time as a mission a missionary right? Yes I remember when I was uh, going through that experience with with this man in Trinidad I said to God because I'm, I'm very prayerful said if you heal me I will help other people as well. I said, well, if you, I really, really promise if you really just help me to go through this journey, I will spend my life helping people to be well. And so after three months, I was totally cleansed and healed and restored. And I began to, to study, take courses in naturopathic medicine and study herbs. And then I began to become uh, 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 more focused in that field and went on a few medical missionary trips, a few missionary trips, right? I went to all over the Caribbean, South America, then I went to, to as far as 
Kenya and Uganda, teaching women mainly in the villages how to use your food to help you to heal, right? How to combine foods. There's a science in, in healing we don't really tune into because we are not really aware of, of how to combine our foods properly to get the most out of the nutrients that are in, in, the, in the plants. And so I spent the early part of my life doing that. I left my job as, as in marketing and television, and I went. In fact, my friends thought I was crazy. I was losing my mind because, like, how could you leave a high-paying job to go and travel all over the world teaching women about healing? But I loved it, and, and that's what I had done for many, many years. Wow. So you were in marketing? This I didn't know. Tell me yes, about that a actually, bit. I actually, my very first job was selling encyclopedias. I did that, I did that all over the world in Botswana and Namibia. Selling books, I was good at that because, of course, I'm good at speaking. But uh, when I settled down, I, I got a job as head of sales and marketing at a television and a production company. So I was responsible for the regional and international marketing as well. And so I left that job to go full time into missionary, the missionary work. And so I left that behind. So my friends are saying, maybe she's having a mental crisis. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm having the best time of my life. Right. And then doors were opening for me. People were hearing about about me in different, you know, other other uh, countries. And I was invited to to do health talks and do to do cooking classes. And that's what really my life has been up until now. At what point did missionary work turn into what you're doing now? I was at my home and I got a call from a friend of mine who was a pastor in Trinidad, Roger Kisto, and he they were they had done several missionary trips to Kenya and they wanted a holistic person to come on the trip with them to teach that. So of course I was very happy to go. I went and I spent six weeks traveling all over Kenya uh, teaching about food is medicine and cooking in a natural way. And when I arrived in Kenya after my first week, I was called by uh, the elders and they asked me, you know, they said, Pamela, we want you to come back and, and live with us. I'm like, Oh, no way. They said, yes, you, if you think about it, we like what you're doing. Uh, so if you can go home and bring your husband and your children and come, we'll provide for you. I had no husband. I only had a, one daughter. So I said, okay, fine. If God makes a way for me, then I'll come back. So I went home and I prayed about it. I went into my wilderness experience and prayed about it. And then, of course, you know, the monies came in and then I sold everything I had and then I moved over to to Kenya with one suitcase for me and my daughter and we went into Nairobi. We were living in the Gong Hills and there we were given a plot of land and a house and a garden and uh, my daughter went to private school so we had a good life and I spent my time traveling around Kenya and Uganda teaching about holistic lifestyle, food is medicine and more importantly teaching women how to cook without oil and, and butter and milk and dairy and how it can be healthy and nutritious. And that has been my life until I met my husband, my now husband, and moved to Canada. Wow. Mm -hmm. That is a remarkable story. It's been an exciting life. <laughs> yeah, no question. And a lot of bravery. Yes. I admire your bravery uh, mm -hmm. because those are those are huge risks to take. When I sold my home, because I had a house that I had built and I was happy. I had gone to Guyana and bought the purple heart wood because I'm into nature. So I had this beautiful cottage in the mountains and I just sold it and went to live in Africa, went away. People thought I was crazy. I had this uh, then nine-year-old, 10-year-old daughter, 
right? And so we packed up everything and we traveled from St. Lucia to New York and from New York to England to see my mom, right? My mom was like, where are you going? No, no, no. And from England, we arrived in Nairobi with two suitcases and we just lived and we had a I, we had a thriving life. I was uh, I actually still have a juice bar in Kenya called Juicy Juice that I had established there because I used the juice bar to really get the Maasai men would come with prostate problems and they'd ask me, Pamela, how do we, you know, get this thing working? And I teach them about you know why protein or how protein affects the prostate and how animal protein can be harmful to you because they eat a lot of red meat and they eat a lot of, they drink, you know, sorts of stuff. So I was showing them, I said, bring your wives, let's have a conversation. And I would teach them how to make juicing, how to how to prepare their foods. And it was going very well. I would think that in Canada, people are not eating particularly well. There's a lot of what I would consider junk food, if you will. There's a lot of fast food. There's a lot of quickly made food. There's frozen food. People live a rushing, hurried lifestyle that doesn't uh, necessarily line up nicely with eating properly. You know, when I came to Canada and um, we, we, we moved into Orangeville, that's where I lived before, and because I was used to going, opening my door going outside my fence, my gate, and picking my leeks, leeks in the morning, my potatoes, my tomatoes, and my herbs, and creating a meal for my daughter and myself, right, or for my community. But then I have to go to the grocery store. And then also, too, um, the way people eat a lot of fast food, Tim Hortons, no, no offense, I'm not trashing, that blew my mind when I saw everybody has to have a cup of coffee in the morning. I'm like, this is crazy. And then I began to do the research and found out that uh, the, 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 um, the link between caffeine and smoking and, and, and animal protein uh, 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 to cancer. You know, and so I began to do a lot of uh, health talks with uh, uh, the Lions Club, one of the Lions Clubs in uh, in Toronto. Uh, um, somebody introduced me to to this Lions Club, and they asked me to come in, and I would do for three years. I did an annual prayer breakfast with them, where I would be the guest speaker. I'd come and speak about, you know, uh, cancer and and food and lifestyle. In North America, it's crazy because people live on processed food, and but there is a lot of fresh. Food available here but people just choose the faster way the easier way of living the other thing I'm not, I'm not a fan of is the quote-unquote vegan substitutes that people are into like you know the uh, the plant-based burgers that are filled with saturated fat and 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 a high rates of sodium hidden in there right so we have to be careful as to even if it says plant-based but we need to learn to read our ingredients people do not like to read the ingredients in their packages or in on their bottles i spend a lot of time in the grocery store because i love reading my ingredients and if i cannot pronounce the word i'm not buying that product <laughs> you know what i mean and so you don't need a a, a degree or a, any kind of you know high intellect to really understand that whatever you put into your into your mouth gets digested by your stomach and gets reabsorbed into your 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 bloodstream through your small intestine and that blood feeds every single cell veil organ artery nerve in your body 
So whatever you eat, you are. You are what you eat. And so in North America, it is crazy because the rates of cancer and diabetes and also uh, I'm finding in, in small communities like Yarmouth and Orangeville, mental health, you know, mental health issues are on the upscale. And surprisingly, it is linked to our lifestyles. You know, and so everything is is linked to our lifestyles. If you're an entrepreneur, you may want to consider becoming a resident at Ignite. Residency at Ignite will give you the resources, mentorship, and space you need to grow your startup or idea. You'll become a part of an incredible support network, a community that is dedicated to seeing you succeed. Book a tour of Ignite and see what we have to offer you. To book a tour and for more information, visit IgniteAtlantic.com. Let's get back to your story. You're in Yarmouth. You show up here at Ignite. Talk a little bit about that. What the heck? Let's talk about your time (laughs) at Ignite because uh, it's been great. Every time I come into a new area, and I've traveled a lot, a lot since I was 17, I've been traveling a lot. Whenever I come to a new location, particularly if God sends me somewhere, I always ask him, how can I serve you in this community? How do you want me to reveal you? How can I help? Right. And I'm going to tell you a really, really uh, emotional story. So because I was having a meal in a restaurant one time with my daughter and we were not really happy with it because it was not, you know, they had to put it together for us because they didn't have anything on the menu that catered for plant based people. And my, my daughter said, Mommy, Mommy, what are you doing? And my daughter is very much like me. Bless her heart. So, mommy, what are you doing? Mommy, you know you can do this, right? Mommy, you know you can you can open a cafe in this town and provide healthy food because you feed us all the time. You feed everybody. And I'm like, I don't want to go into that sort of thing. It's just too much work. I, I just want to just relax. I'm in Yamas. I love it. She said, Mommy, you're not using your talent wisely. Okay? <laughs> your daughter told Yes, my daughter was 17. She said, Mommy, you need to open a cafe and help the people of Yarmouth to eat healthy. So I began what you call a prayer walk. I began to walk around Yarmouth all the way up stars written down. I prayed. I said, Lord, if you want me to do this, let me know what it is and how and provide the way. And so I went to the town council one day and I asked, how can I open a restaurant in town? And they led me to Natalie Smith. This lady is just a powerhouse right and she entertained me for an hour and she listened to what I was saying and she said yes I believe you can do this here and then she's the one said hmm I'm gonna introduce you to ignite I'm like what's that she said don't worry she sent me an email through myself and Doug and then she set up a meeting and then I came in and spoke with Doug about my product and because uh, I'm also into product development and I spoke to Doug and he was very enthusiastic about that and so that's how I came into being here and it's been a wonderful experience. I didn't believe that I could get the support both emotionally and you know that I could get here just encouragement to to boost myself to boost my ideas and my dreams forward uh, ignite has opened a lot of doors for me as as an entrepreneur a futurepreneur if you want to call it that I know I'm going to be 50 but still um, but I appreciate that sense of community that is here you know it's, it's made life easier it's made dreams seem achievable when you have a community of people who are genuinely interested in what you have to say and what you are about. So this is really, really a blessed space to be, yeah. What is vegan? 
So my kind of vegan, because vegan is a whole education, right? But I am simply offering whole food, right? Whole food, plant-based service, right? So when you walk into Kaimajes, what my cafe is going to call, Cafe Kaimajé, it's going to be, everything there is going to be uh, hopefully organic because if I can continue with my supply, because that's another issue with being in Yamath, so everything's organic, but all, all plant-based, down to your cheesecakes, down to your milks, down to your scones, down to your vegan palm bowls, which are going to be delicious, um, down to your cocoa, your, your uh, um, take cocoa, which is like uh, organic chocolate from my country, St. Lucia. Uh, it's all going to be, you know, whole foods. I am a little bit anxious about that, but um, with the support that I'm getting in the community, I think it's going to, going to be okay. It feels like the community really is stepping up to give you that support. Yes, it's, it's overwhelmingly amazing because people are actually meeting me and saying, when are you opening? We want to come. We, we're looking forward to trying this, you know, whatever. So, Any unique problems when it comes to being an entrepreneur compared to, you know, other things you've done? Well, um, with, with every single uh, uh, event or process in life, there are bits of learning curves that you, you, you will get. Um, so with this experience, I'm finding that being able to cater to the palate of Nova Scotians or people from Yarmouth who are mainly meat and potatoes and also, you know, uh, milk and dairy people now, uh, I have to, I'm in my test kitchen all the time thinking of ways I can perfect you know, because you want to be able to, to recreate things as close to its natural original state as possible, right? And I don't use sugar, and I'm not somebody who fries ever, okay? I have, me and oil have a hate relationship from since I was a child, and butter, okay? And naturally, it's a natural distaste for that, but I, I, I'm trying my very best. Like, for example, puff pastry requires a lot of butter, okay? And so I'm trying my best to be able to get the science right, so that persons will be able, it'll be palatable and persons can enjoy a wonderful experience because at the end of it all, I want people to know that vegan plant-based is not boring. It's exciting, right? It's also tasty and ultimately it is nutritious for you, right? And so combined with these three, I'm praying that people will <laughs> be happy with the outcome of the food for so far. It's so good, but let's just see. I can't wait to taste it and to be sitting in there with you there as well. It, it's been a pleasure knowing you, and here's to more success here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I, I look forward to it, and I enjoy. I'm thankful for the community that you guys have created here at Ignite, and I, I look forward to really giving you guys the props because you guys have been a major part. I, I don't want to miss out also that I am also a member of the uh, uh, Greenville community and uh, Chuck Smith and also uh, Troy Lawrence. These two have been instrumental in really pumping positive energy into me at the get-go, right? And so uh, they are part of my community as well that helped me to really realize this dream that I'm realizing right now. You can follow Chef Pamela and her cafe on Facebook by searching Café Kai Manger. To find out more about rural innovation and what Ignite does, check out IgniteAtlantic.com. 
If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you subscribed to Ignited, shared us with your friends, and gave us a good review. And remember, you can find past episodes anytime by looking over our archive wherever you find podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. Any comments or suggestions about the podcast or who you'd like to hear on it, maybe it's you, are most welcome. Email me at wade, W-A-D-E, at ignitedlantic.com. I'm Wade Cleveland. Thanks for listening. Talk soon.